Hey guys, this is Sean P here from Silicon Theory, and this is LG's newest flagship, the V30. After stumbling a little bit last year with the G5, LG came out of the gate strong this year with the G6, so we were excited to get our hands on this. But as is kind of typical with LG, they announced the phone without a release date. The Note 8 launched, the Pixel 2 got announced, the iPhone X got announced, and this kind of got lost in the shuffle. But after spending a few weeks with it, I'm here to tell you it's a great phone. Here's our review. So what do I like best about this phone? Well, quite a lot actually. So I'm gonna lump it all into one category and say the hardware. LG's come a long way as far as design's concerned. They moved to this 18-9 screen aspect ratio earlier in the year with the G6 and continue the tradition with the V30. But this time they switched from an LCD to an AMOLED panel. Now, lots has been made about this screen. When the reviews came out, people didn't necessarily love it. There was lots of complaints about graininess and if you turned it down to really low light and put a gray image up, it would look non-uniform, it would look kind of blotchy, but I'm here to tell you in day-to-day -day use, these concerns are overblown. I'm pretty picky about screens, and this screen's very, very good. Is it as good as the newest AMOLEDs from Samsung? It's not. But would you ever notice, unless you had it side-by-side, -side, you wouldn't. It gets plenty bright outdoors, it looks great, colors are saturated, I don't really have a whole lot bad to say about that. Also in the hardware, the design itself is great. This phone is light. When you pick it up, it almost feels like a toy. Having used the Essential and the Note 8 last, which are both quite hefty in hand, this phone is considerably lighter. But it doesn't feel cheap, it just feels light. And in day-to-day -day use, that's nice. When you pull it out of your pocket or you're doing something with it, you don't get fatigued because it's comfortable to use. Also, as far as where everything's laid out, I love it. The fingerprint scanner is where it's supposed to be, on the back in a place that's easily reachable. I'm looking at you on this Samsung, this is where the fingerprint scanner should be. And the cameras are on point too. I love the implementation that LG is using. We have the normal camera and then a wide-angle camera, and I'm here to tell you of all the dual camera setups I've used, this is my favorite. I've used the Huawei setup, which is a monochrome sensor with a normal camera. I've used the Samsung setup, which is a normal camera with the telescopic camera, and this is the best. It's really handy in a lot of situations to be able to switch between the two, and I found myself using the wide-angle a lot more than I thought. And also, something to note here, it still has a headphone jack. Now, people get really up in arms about whether it should be on the bottom or the top. I don't really care. I'm just happy that it still has one. So overall, great hardware. LG did a great job here. Now that we've talked about some of the things I loved about the phone, let's talk about some of the things I didn't love, let's say quite as much. So one, that fingerprint scanner. You heard me a minute ago say it's in a great spot, and that's true. But LG integrates the power button with the fingerprint scanner, and oftentimes I found myself unlocking the phone and then pushing the button, which immediately relocked it. I prefer having the buttons separated. Not sure if that's something we'll see from them long term, but definitely something I didn't love. Also, if you're an audiophile, the bottom single speaker is not great. It's kind of interesting. This phone has a quad DAC. If you plug in headphones, sounds amazing. But the actual speaker itself, it's so-so. If you turn it up too loud, it starts to distort a little bit. Not the greatest thing on planet Earth. It's okay. The front-facing camera. So this is a 5 megapixel front-facing camera, which is right in line with other phones, but it's not very good. Uh, for whatever reason, the image itself just seems kind of, I don't know, grainy and not great. So if you're a dedicated selfie taker, you might want to look elsewhere for that. And then last but not least is the software. LG over the years has had a fairly heavy-handed skin. They've thinned it down a little bit. It's definitely better, but it's still heavier than a lot of the other Android skins out there. The good news is you can theme it. So I threw a pixel theme on it, and I quite like the way it looks. It themes not only the notifications, but the actual settings panel itself, 
But what you will notice because of the heavier skin is occasional janking applications. I've noticed here and there when I'm scrolling, it's not the smoothest on planet Earth. And I've also seen in Chrome, which is kind of a resource intensive app, so it's not just this phone that I've seen this on, but I'll go to scroll or do something and there's a slight bit of hesitation. Overall, performance was pretty good, but you can definitely tell the skin on here is a little bit heavier than some of the other OEMs. So LG's gotten a lot of bad press for this panel. Ars Technica and Android Police specifically had pre-production units, the one put at a really low brightness and you pulled up like a gray image, would look blotchy. So instead of looking a uniform color, things looked, well, blotchy in nature. They also complained of graininess when you're looking at text and in some colors. I don't know if we got a better panel or LG has just fixed some things, but I didn't run into any of those issues here. When you're looking at something like the settings, everything looks fine. The white's white, everything looks evenly distributed, colors are punchy. As far as the calibration is concerned, LG dials it down cool so whites can look a little bit bluish, but I actually like the calibration. I find when images are too warm, things start to look yellow, so I prefer what LG's done here. When you're looking at the home screen here, you can see colors are very punchy. Blues are blue, reds are really red. I think it looks great. If you get it side by side with the newest Samsung panel, does it look quite as nice? The answer is no. You can see some differences. I think the Samsung panel looks slightly better. But if you were using this on an everyday basis for everything you do with your phone, you'd be happy with this screen. It's quite good. As we've discussed on a number of our reviews this year, one of the prime differentiators between the mid-range phones and the flagships has increasingly become the camera. So has LG delivered on the V30 camera? I would say the answer is largely yes. So let's talk about hardware first. We have two sensors here, a 16 megapixel primary sensor with an f1.6 aperture. This was the first f1.6 aperture and LG made a big deal about the low light levels it can get in as a result. And then we have a 13 megapixel wide angle camera as a secondary option. And I'm here to tell you, I think this implementation of dual cameras is better than any I've used. Huawei and Essential have gone for a dual camera setup that has a primary camera and a monochrome sensor. The monochrome sensor can be kind of cool. You can take black and white photos and it looks really neat, but in overall use, I never saw that much utility with it. Samsung and Apple have gone for the duels with a primary camera and a telescopic camera so that you can take, you know, bokeh shots and that kind of thing. But again, in practical application, I'm not sure how useful that is. Alternatively, the wide angle setup that LG has here is awesome. There was a number of times while I was reviewing this phone where I was taking a picture of something and I would turn to the wide angle and it really changed the way you took pictures. It was really neat, especially for things like sunsets or for pictures outside. It was really cool to be able to switch back and forth and get kind of that wide angle view. So I really like what they did here. As far as the cameras themselves, I think you can trust these cameras. If this is your primary shooter and you're out and about and you just whip the phone out and take a picture, you get a good picture the vast majority of the time. In good lighting, this is especially true. Colors are punchy, images are sharp, I liked what I got. Now, where this isn't quite as good as some of the other phones I've used this year, specifically the Note 8 and the iPhones, is in the low light camera department. Despite the 1.6 aperture, I found that pictures were darker, a little bit muddier, noisier compared to the Note 8. When I was taking images side by side, I generally preferred the low light images on the Note basically every time. Still, the images weren't bad. If you're out and about again in lower light and you take this out, you can get a picture that you can use. Just know that it may not be quite as good as some of the other flagships out there. Sean and I have been using the V30 review sample we've got for the last three weeks around Southern California. So that includes time in Brea, Placentia, Tustin, and Santa Ana. The review unit that we were sent, and we want to thank LG for sending us the review unit, is a Sprint variant. Typically when we review phones, we're using T-Mobile variants. 
So side by side, it was hard to compare signal quality because we had two different carriers. I will tell you this, my work in testing is a cell phone black hole for both T-Mobile and for Sprint. When I had the phone side by side, my Note 8 and the V30, and I looked at signal strength, they were largely the same. That is to say, not great. So as a consequence of that, battery life has also been somewhat middling on this phone. It's difficult to say though whether that's the phone's fault or it's the fact that it's already always searching for Sprint signal. In day-to-day -day use though, it still got me through a day. So as we've discussed before, my usage is a little bit different than most people. It consists of about an hour, hour and a half of GPS, five to six hours of streaming, and maybe an hour and a half of on-screen time mixed with an hour of talk time. And this phone made it through the day pretty easily. I would typically get to the end of the day with somewhere around the neighborhood of 50%. I have a hunch if I were on T-Mobile, I would have seen slightly better battery life than I did on Sprint. I'm guessing the difference may have been somewhere in the neighborhood of five to 10%, although that's difficult to quantify. Suffice it to say though, battery life is pretty good and definitely in the neighborhood of what I'm getting with my Note 8. As far as call quality itself, call quality was good. Uh, as I said, signal was not always great, but when I was talking to people, voices were crisp, and overall again, I would say it's on par with the iPhone that I use on a daily basis and my Note 8, so good job LG. Performance. Overall system performance is good. We did discuss earlier in some instances when you're scrolling, you occasionally get a micro stutter or something, but it's not too bad, and again, in line with what I'm used to on my Note 8. If you're looking for Pixel 2 smoothness, you're not gonna find it here, but if you want a phone that feels plenty fast in day-to-day -day use, you will find this. So after all that talk, let's get right down to value. Is this phone worth what LG's asking for it? Well, you're getting a lot for your money. A six inch beautiful POLED screen with the new 18 by nine form factor, you're getting tiny bezels. Solid construction, metal and glass, much like most of other today's flagships. Wireless charging, you get a headphone jack with a hi-fi quad DAC. You get a big battery, you get plenty of storage, 64 gigabytes or 128 gigabytes plus an SD card slot. And you get dual cameras, and the dual cameras are great. You get the normal plus the wide angle. It's a great setup. LG is asking $800 for the base V30 variant. Is it worth $800? That's a hard one to quantify. We've discussed this a lot this year. Is any phone worth $800? Is a Note 8 worth $930? Is an iPhone 10 worth $1,000? I don't know. I'm not sure what the answer is, but I would say this phone plays in the same arena as those, so what they're asking doesn't seem too steep for me. This is an exceedingly well-rounded phone. You can take it out, use it every single day, and I don't think you'd run into a problem. If you want more stock software, or front-facing speakers are a big deal to you, you would look at the Pixel 2. If you want the best screen in the business, you would probably look at the Note 8. If you want an iPhone, you're looking at the iPhone 10 because, well, the iPhone 8s are so boring. But if you're looking for a phone that just does everything well, the V30 is that. I don't have a whole lot of negative things to say about it. If I were in the market for a phone in the flagship arena right now, this would definitely be on my list, and I think you should take a long look at it too. All right, so that does it. That's our LG V30 review. As usual, thank you very much for watching. If you like what you see, hit the thumbs up button. If you love what you see, hit the subscribe button. And as always, you can catch all of our great content on silicontheory.com. Thanks again, guys.